It don't matter what I try I just can't win and I don't know why There's a fork in every road I pick the wrong one and then I go American loser, yes I am Disenfranchised from everything well, I fall up and I fall down Well, hello there, folks. It's American Loser. LP is not here today because he decided to move, all right? Uh, not onto uh, another chapter or project. He just moved. Him and my mom live in a different house now. So Sold the childhood home, right? Yeah, pretty well. I sold my childhood home. That's right. So uh, you know what it is? You just got to look around. So that's ask- why we're drinking today. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I went home. I stayed one last weekend in the house. Um, it was great. We did a final Thanksgiving. I uh, looked on quietly and just uh, masturbated in the shower one last time and you know, just reflected on memories, you know, yeah. just, just one last splurge. Yeah. One, <laughs> one it's last splurge. You guys know that voice. Returning guest of the show, Max Antonucci in the building. How are you, brother? I'm good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, come on, man. You're always money on this thing. And you guys also know the other, the melodious tones behind the ones and twos, the big kahuna. What's going on? Making man? things happen. Uh, oh. The uh, the the star, do I say, of Clerks 3? Nah, shut up. No, That's <laughs> it ain't there yet. I'm excited about that one, though. And uh, of course, returning guest, uh, a fan favorite too, mind you. All right. Um, the, the, honest to God, I don't know how to describe you, buddy. You're a bit of an enigma. Yeah. My good friend, Jack Steiger, returns to the show, pal. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I am hard to define because I'm bar- like hardly in stand-up anymore. Like I'm, I'm always trying to convince KP to quit stand-up. By the way, you should quit stand-up, Max. <laughs> thank There's you. no future in it. Thank you. Um, not that you're bad. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's going away. It's, it's over. So should I, I quit of- stand-up? Do you do stand up? <laughs> no, but should I just quit it? Uh, yeah, get into it and quit. It's a very good investment. Awesome. Yeah, it is. Uh, I will say this: if you take all the money I've made doing stand up over the years, versus the money I've spent getting two said stand up gigs, I think I'm only in the hole like three, four grand at this point. <laughs> mm. We're starting to make some things happen. But <laughs> I know you two guys from comedy, man, and this guy probably, if he was around today, would be a great comic. Yes, the guy we're going to talk about today, I think. Um, it's going to get weird. We're off the rails a little bit. LP is not here. He will be returning next week. But you guys know the deal on the show. We like to talk about the biggest losers in American history. And I think this guy fits a couple of the categories, if you will, that we'd like to put um, up for loser fodder, if you will. Uh, Kahuna, I'll ask you this because uh, my two guests here, they're, they're both smart, funny dudes. So they know oh, the deal. I see how it is. Well, but I'm going to ask you this because uh, they know ahead of time what the topic was going to be. Oh. Yeah. So It's like that. Okay. You did not know what the topic was going to be. I never know what the topic is. Let's be honest but, with ourselves. And I think you're going to get very afraid when you're doing your Googling during the episode while we're talking about this stuff because this guy's got some YouTube stuff up there. Is, right? Am I going to need a nightlight after this one? Uh, essentially, yes. Ah. I think that's fair to say. I don't well, know. Halloween was over. It's Christmas time. Don't make eye contact with any of his pictures. That's all I'm saying. Oh, so we got some Vigo the Carpathian vibes going on with it's, this. Oh, dude. that's an interesting one. That's kind of there. I, I don't think so. I mean, I was talking to you about this in the car, but I think this guy was so, sort of a fraud. Uh, Use the word charlatan, and I was very aroused by that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think there's not much juice in Levian Satanism. Like <gasps> Anton Levay, that is the topic. Oh, yep. okay. <laughs> oh, is that, was I not supposed to spill the beans? No, go for it. It's out now. Oh. Yeah. 
What the leader he? of the Church of Satanists. Well, Correct. he was the founder of the of yeah um, founder. Yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, I just think that you know, um, we uh, the last episode I was on was Jack Parsons, and there was some real magic going on there, you know, um, and arguably with the people who were connected to him, like like uh, even L. Ron Hubbard. There was I think there was more valid and effective spiritual techniques going on there than there are with this and Satanism. This to me just seemed to be something for him to get rich and famous. So something very ego driven. He's an influencer of some yeah, sort, I would say. For sure. Yeah. It's there. It's there. <clears throat> the original oh, influencer. That's well, yeah. <laughs> well, um, he w- certainly was an influencer and he certainly, I think his, his, uh, he certainly had a, uh, cosmetic, lingering influence on on occult culture For sure but um like i think the whole like you know like oh i'm a i'm a i'm a tattooed white girl and i wear pe- pentacle <laughs> uh, pentacle earrings like i'm so witchy like i think that that so kind what of, you're saying is we all know an anton levet well you, you you've met some of his uh um, disciples cultural children like <laughs> Oh, I'm very familiar. Great term. Oh, yeah. That's a cultural Mm -hmm. children's a great term. What were you saying, Max? I'm very familiar with those types. I've slept with a lot of them. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tends to be my type. Yeah. Well, let me ask you guys this one. None like Big Titty Goth Girl. Anyway. uh, Amen. They are the best. That's the problem. Um, So, Anton LaVey is going to be the topic here today. He's an American original, and I'm not quite sure that's a good thing. Uh, On his biography, when it pops up, his uh, vocations read as writer, musician, cult-like personality and uh, oh yeah an occultist so in order to try to make a little bit of sense out of this whole thing i figured i would ask you guys this first and foremost max when you look at a picture of anton levey what pops into your head here uh creepiest guy i've ever seen like he just the bald head the facial hair and because all the photos are like old and he's going like for a weird, villain look thing too yeah there's that weird old timey and his ears kind of look like that of a doberman <laughs> which is or like a hellhound so yeah, he uh he definitely there's no like light to his eyes. Yeah, for sure. He kind of looks like Nosferatu if Nosferatu were alive. He's definitely wow. right. That's a good point. Like before he uh, he does look like yeah, Nosferatu, like Nosferatu in the first uh you know century of his life because <laughs> he lived for hundreds of years. So pre-Ferratu, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the guy knows because yes. Jack made a really interesting point already that that this guy there's definitely some charlatan stuff to him. He's definitely an over the top, larger than life personality. He knows how to sell this shit. Um, but there's also it, part of it is just knowing how to take a picture. He's a creepy dude. Like you look at a picture of L. Ron Hubbard, who's um the in, in my religion God. Um, <laughs> but uh, now he does not look like he's this super creepy guy. He looks like a businessman, like he should be hanging out at like the 700 Club or something like that. Anton Levey looks like he definitely, if he's not a bouncer at a Marilyn Manson concert, maybe he's the lead singer of the opening act. For, <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's something to it, right? What do you think? I, I When I looked at him, I thought of the bad guy from Flash Gordon. What was his name? <laughs> oh. Goon will know it. Oh my God. Ming. <laughs> Ming the Merciless, Ming right? The merciless. Wait, yes. Ming, Ming Chen the Merciless? <laughs> I literally thought, like, I, when I looked him up, I looked at his picture and I was like, did he play Ming the Merciless? Like, I, I literally thought that. I think with these pictures, like you're just seeing, he's just doing a smolder into the camera and it's a very well-practiced Is this one. his Zoolander? This is yeah. his blue steel? Yes, <laughs> it just... is his, his blue steel. And he is, um, if you'd see him in interviews and stuff, he comes across as far more 
there isn't an intensity. There isn't quite the intensity that he gets with this just looking down the camera with his, you know, dead black eyes. Uh No, I, 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 yeah. I I mean, we'll get into it, but I don't have a high opinion of him. (laughs) No, I mean, the more. That's so camp. Like, this picture. The picture that he's looking at right now. And by the way, we did point this out earlier. Max, Max, um, (laughs) Jack both agreed um, that. Women are always going to be attracted to this thing, this, this weird darkness that these guys kind of come around with. But it's so funny because here Kahuna just pulled up a picture of Jane Mansfield with Anton LaVey. Every one of – there's three women, three major women in Anton LaVey's life, all three of whom are extremely attractive at one point or not. Like when you look at old pictures of them, it's pretty ridiculous. And the guy's not a good-looking guy. He just has – Whatever kind of an it fact, there's almost like a pro wrestler type thing yes. going on to him. He's right? got a gimmick, yeah. Everyone's the money. It, it, there's also gimmick. the money. Don't forget the money. The money. <laughs> it's like uh, magicians get laid, right? They sure do. So it's kind of like similar to that. How there's like that air of mystery, <laughs> and also I think uh, people are attracted when they think someone knows something that they don't. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. So if so if this guy is saying, "Hey, I'm in touch with the devil." Well, Women are gonna be that. like, oh, well, actually, I that's love not that. that's not Anton Lavey's assertion. He he actually did not he gets actually confused believe a lot, in the yeah. devil. He, he actually uh, the central he made Satan the central figure of his uh, religion, yeah. for want of a better term. Um, but he used Satan as this kind of uh, theoretical symbol like a symbol that represents yeah. individualism and pride so is that what carries to today it's that that faux satanism type thing where it's like yeah we're <laughs> satanists but we're like it, it's not what you think at all like it's not the devil worshiping thing i mean like it, like there's the case that where they where they tried to get the statue built of uh of is like it, a, is it baphomet is that how that's pronounced I, I don't what's know. baphomet um i don't know too much about that thing um but there, up to this point, there Jack, was microphone, motherfucker. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> I'm not a skilled podcaster. Um, the um, the uh, up to this point, like w- when he founded um, the Church of Satan, there wasn't actually like a like designated um, like spiritual system of worshiping Satan. Like arguably, there never was because this Church of Satan isn't about worshiping Satan. It's so- kind of about self-exaltation yeah so i came to this from uh and it was always crazy i remember it was back in the navy days um we used to be able to you couldn't get on social media mm-hmm. but you could read all the wikipedia you wanted and i read a shitload of wikipedia and i just remember going down a wormhole one time out at sea reading about the church of satan stuff and i also remember to tie it into comedy oddly enough uh bill burr was hosting um opie and <clears throat> anthony or something like that when something was going on and uh they were interviewing it was Bill Burr and Patrice, I want to say, were interviewing people from the Church of Satan. They're like, oh, these guys are going to be lunatics. They're going to be so – and then they're just very rational, calm people. Yeah. Like, I'm a little unsettled right now because I come to this from a – I grew up Christian. I think you did too, right? Yeah, Catholic. kind of, yeah. yeah so it's weird though, right? So you come from this spiritual place and then you hear Satan and you're like, okay, well, that's the bad word. And then these people are like having all these good, deep kind of um, varying thoughts and a, kind of a, a pretty cool way of looking at life. But also still coming from that weird, oh, we embrace the darkness kind of a thing. So I got to ask you this, though. So there's um, there's a couple things. There's a couple times on this show I'm going to ask Jack to go deep for me here because mm-hmm. um, Jack and Max are two of my favorite people to call up and talk and bullshit on the phone with. Um, so I, I need you today. All right, buddy? Mm-hmm. I need you. You ready? Heard that. Jack, how do, <laughs> how do we try to describe 
briefly the occult so then we can go to the um the variation of the occult that uh anton levey and uh, his um his you know deity like uh status is kind of you know encompassed right okay so the occult like to define that that's a pretty tall order but the occult as a word means hidden so the idea with like the occult as like in terms of like spiritual practices means kind of private spiritual practices it means kind of the things that you do in a ritual context or just in general just um spiritual activity that is that is pr hidden right so that obviously can cover a wide range of of uh of that, that that's a very wide range that you can fit a lot of things into but um conversely if i can i'm going to ask so max when you hear the word occult what do you think because i think you and me are coming from similar backgrounds with this and then jack knows a shitload <laughs> yeah i usually just think you know manson family uh, right it's there all sorts of Black magic, devil worship. Aleister Crowley. Yeah, yeah. Aleister Crowley. You know, hot chicks. Yeah. That's, yeah. So then this other thing. That this Girls is, in fishnets, oh, right? God, it's the best. <laughs> mm -hmm. So now the occult thing is that's been around for forever, right? Well, kind of, there's, there's always been kind of spiritual practice. Like there's always been spirituality. There's, there's been religion for a very long time. Right. Right. So it's like – and – um there has always been the private side of it. And that's kind of what the occult, like when you say the occult, like it, it, in the modern era, it kind of has this connotation of just, you know, you know, uh, tattooed white girls to yeah, like reuse what we were the just term. Talking about. <laughs> exactly. So, but it's, um, it essentially just means that which is hidden. Right. So it's like kind of, and, and so, and there is, um, some spookiness there because naturally they're they're like when you're doing like something it's kind of it's more like i think originally it was more solemn it's like you don't necessarily want just the laity coming in and seeing the rituals that you're doing on behalf of the whole community so um but um in turn so generally that's what the occult is and i know that's a bit of a wishy-washy answer but it's like the occult i don't know there's a lot of terms that i think we're going to run into like the left hand path and we're all heading that, there and, buddy and satanism all that kind of stuff is it's it's all kind of and this is the problem i have with anton levey is just he kind of is this in some ways he's he's a uh, the spearhead of this uh culture of of the kind of this satanic movement, which is really just like we'll get into, like it's 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 debatable whether Anton Lavey actually believed in magic, or and, and and actually in in the precepts of the Church of Satan, there isn't actually like it's it's very materialist, and I mean that in the um, ontological sense of like like there is no hang spiritual on, element. Hang on, hang on. This show is done by two dumb guys from Jersey, a father and a son. What does that word mean? <laughs> so I mean, like the Church of Satan is kind of like it's all about like basically it's just it's just it's in some sense it's ritualized atheism. It's kind oh, of okay. like just acting out these psychodramas like that that are just essentially having only it's not quite only like it, it's hard to tell like but there are a lot of people in the church of satan who would think that when they're doing these rituals they're not actually having any kind of spiritual impact on themselves or the universe they're just doing these things and they're acting them out in a kind of therapeutic way 
to it's all it's just for themselves and th there's uh and and i think that's quite shallow and uh and and frankly dangerous because um as we'll get into um because uh, i don't think he had a pretty good end of his life um no no so um and i think that happens like it's like there's a but i yeah so like i'm sorry if i'm kind of dancing around the issue but i'm trying to kind of no, you're, narrow dude, down this is a tough thing. I'm, I'm yeah. asking difficult questions. Yeah. So, and I'm trying to also <laughs> compare too, because like, uh, what do you know about him coming into this, Max? You know anything about the guy? <clears throat> Not a lot. I've heard the name before. I knew about the Church of Satan, but I haven't done a whole lot of research. I knew him peripherally from uh, his interaction with Susan Atkins. Hang on, keep going. Uh, because I am obviously a, a big... Uh, I don't want to say a fan, but I've followed, <laughs> you know, I've read Helter Skelter. I've read Chaos. I've seen, you know, hours upon hours of Manson family documentaries. And I've been to Spawn Ranch in California. That's right. Holy shit. A I bunch of times. Really? Yeah, I've been there a bunch of times. I used to live about 15 minutes away from there. So I'd go hike around Spawn Ranch. It's no longer a it's film no, ranch. No, it's like abandoned for the most part, right? Yeah, so everything burned down in a fire in, I think, 1972 or 71. Uh, but you can go there, and it's Santa Susana State Park, and you go there and you see weird shit. It's a weird vibe. They have the Manson family cage, where I, a cage, a cave. <laughs> Sorry, I've had a little to drink. Hey, uh, <laughs> thank you, Mike. But there's the Man Manson family cave where they, uh, I believe it was Life Magazine or Time Magazine took a photo of the Manson family Whoa. in a cave. Uh, and that was there. And uh, there's a tree they used to shoot bullets into. It's very eerie when you go there. It's, uh, it's a weird vibe. That's, you know, like I, that's why I I'm not a religious person or anything like but that. But like you go off of vibes. Like Certain I do. places definitely have an energy when yeah. you go there, where you're like, oh, so like if you've ever been to Gettysburg, you go there. Maybe it's having the knowledge of what happened there. But when you go there, you feel like, oh, it's it's unsettling. Yeah, yes. I mean, speaking as actually quite a spiritual person, typing cave. Sorry, people <laughs> have a, a very um, people have like yeah. like clairvoyance is in an is an inherent human capacity so if you if you go to a house where someone lived for years and they were depressed and you buy the house and move in like you can feel the depression of yeah. that person like it's something that is imprinted there like the, the house itself is is a spirit yeah. like it has in a sense it's it's its own person matter cannot be created nor destroyed yeah and, i feel and, so are you quoting ghostbusters <laughs> at me right now a little bit <laughs> I, I on that note i feel so bad for anyone who's moved into an apartment after me man because yeah. that is a depressing place yeah. <laughs> well there's something yeah it's something that happens and there's this actually uh there's this uh, scientist named Rupert Sheldrake, who you've probably heard of. He talks about this thing called morphic resonance. And it's like, there, when you do something, it's very likely to happen again. And that, 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 and I mean that in its broadest sense. So it's like, if you, if you do something, um, and like, you know, if you like, you know, uh, if you eat potato chips, you know, you, you've ingrained that as a habit and you're more likely to eat that again. But that actually is something that's put into, in his morphic resonance theory, it's put into the universe and like you're, it, in a sense, like your your children are more likely to, to, to perpetuate that. And oh. it's like, but there's something, the same thing happens with places. Like you do something in a place like that has an effect and it has a lingering effect. There's yeah, a theory about ghosts in relation to that. Like, yeah. like ghosts aren't necessarily the spirits of those 
who have passed away, but the theory is that ghosts are literally just the oddly physical imprints of something that had happened that we're seeing on repeat. Yeah. So when we hear footsteps in a house, that's just footsteps that resonate from when that actually happened. Yeah. And that's oh, just wow. like a weird – it's a weird playback. So it's like a playback. So the more time that your brain spends around something, maybe you're going to manifest that in a different direction. Maybe. This would explain why I keep seeing Riley Reed run around my house all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I got to ask you guys a question here real quickly. All right. So we covered this. Anton LaVey will go on to be the founder of the Church of Satan. Right, he's going to dabble in um, uh, the esoteric uh, nature of the occult and stuff like that. Uh, it's a very tough thing to unpack, though, because uh, if you guys want to talk about just what the, the whole Church of Satan thing is, you got to cover Satan himself, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Satan apparently started off as just a nice angel boy. Um, this one was kind of cool. Did any of you guys know what uh, Satan's angel name is widely considered to be? No. Pretty- Lucifer. No, oddly enough. I think Lucifer is what they gave him because they gave him a – Mistopheles or whatever too. They gave him like all those crazy Samuel. Sam, yeah, it was fucking yeah. Sam. God damn it, Jack. That yeah. No, yeah. That, like I you, didn't know that. Yeah, that's so cool. Yep, good old Sammy. Sammy Satan. He was just a nice boy <laughs> up there in heaven, mm-hmm. right? He has a failed rebellion. He gets cast out of heaven by Saint Michael the Archangel, right? And then uh, since then, Satan has been credited with all the wickedness in the world and is considered the root of all evil. If you look at things from a Judeo-Christian kind of a, a viewpoint, throughout. Yeah. Throughout world history, by the way, this is pretty great, including American history, which is what this show is about. Not so much today. We're just going to have fun. I'm having a couple of drinks with my buddies I haven't seen in a minute. <laughs> but uh, the accusation of satanic worship has been involved in some of the darkest chapters in humanity. Um, Kahuna, I don't know if you know much about this guy, but uh, uh, Supreme Chancellor of Germany. Yeah, I know about him. Yeah, yeah. World War II era. Um, I pulled up a picture of the devil just to forget his reference. <laughs> Kahuna pulled up a devil Muppet, by the way. (laughs) But uh, Hitler, known to have uh, believed in the occult, and uh, I'm not sure if you guys are much of readers, but he got up to some bad stuff after that. Um, Even further back from that is the mere accusation. Okay, here's the thing. You want to talk about- um, The satanic panic. Well, there's that happens too. There's definitely, and then uh, as uh, as the great Andy Highroller would tell us, um, what was it? uh, The the West Memphis Three, the the Paradise Lost, those kids, the, the kids who got accused of murder or whatever. Um, but even further back than that, the, this group called the Knights Templar, um, they got accused of worshiping Satan. They had all the money. They kind of pulled all the, yeah, the Knights Templar. Yeah. Kahuna knows what we're doing. We're, we're, it all links back. God damn it. It's all connected. <laughs> the gay frogs. <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to freak frogs. Get- anyway. <laughs> but the Knights Templar. Turn the frogs uh, into sugar cookies. <laughs> uh, they're going to accuse the Knights Templar when they want to take their power away of, oh, they, they, uh, worship Satan and they do human sacrifice and they abuse children. So all the stuff that we would normally say about anybody who's um, just a, a menace to society. This is during a period of time known as the Inquisition, mind you, all right, which is a very good time for religion and you know, the, the entire world as, uh, as it was at that time. But this will lead to mass burnings. Okay, And I don't mean like burnings like they're going to burn down a mall. I mean, they're going to take these guys, tie them to the stake and burn them. Uh, they're going to kill any suspected Satanists. Often there's absolutely no proof for these misgivings, and the accusations seem to be a little bit of a political move. If you don't want to believe me, well, the uh, Salem witch trials, loserception, <sighs> that's uh, pretty much based off the same ideas here. Oh, Satan. Satan's here. Satan's <laughs> here. The uh, French Revolution's going to see a bunch of stuff like that. There's going to be attacks on the Freemasons, loserception. If you want to go back to last week, the anti-Mason party founded because they thought that the Freemasons were all worshiping Satan and probably, you know, 
honest to God, I think they probably thought there was some weird gay orgy stuff going on. That, I mean, and we don't know if there wasn't, okay? We have no clue. We all still think that, KP. That's a, <laughs> just remember, George Washington was a Freemason and his monument is a giant dick. Okay? It's true. It's a, <laughs> that logic checks out. Up. <laughs> but these accusations are always a little bit of a, a goofy thing here. Um, the By the way, this is kind of the, the funniest one that I found was in terms of uh, uh, blaming uh, – Satanism or uh, or satanic practices on a different sect of a religion. Um, you guys know those crazy Catholics and Protestants, right? The old, of course. Yeah, the uh, the, the European uh, Shiites and Sunnis. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're pretty amusing. Uh, so the Catholics labeled the Protestant religion as uh, the work of Satan because it was going against the Catholic Church. And then the Protestants said, well, the, how about this? The Pope is the Antichrist. So depending on who you're talking to, it's all Satan shit. So yeah. he's he's a little bit of a conflicting figure here. So it's almost kind of cool because this um, – would you say, Jack, is it fair to say that the Levian way of looking at uh, Satan uh, in terms of your, your approach towards uh, him being a symbol of individualism, you think that's probably like the first almost positive spin that got put on him? Well, the word Satan actually comes uh, from – I think it's the Hebrew word for adversary. Oh, so, no shit. Yeah. So archetypally speaking, like say, like you can argue that like Satan's like is like kind of like this eternal enemy. Like it's the eternal gadfly. You know, it's like someone who it, it archetypally speaking is like kind of like just it's just everything that is opposed. Like it's like uh whatever it is, I'm against it. It's like kind of the god of that in a sense, right? Um so and another thing that Anton LaVey, Anton LaVey was apparently very um, influenced by the works of Ayn Rand. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, which which is all, all about shrugged. Yeah, individualism and being yourself, you know? And like and Ayn Rand's philosophy seems boiled down to be yourself and don't let anyone stand in your way. And um, you could, you know, I think a lot of people you know, who, who dabble in Satanism, they get interested in it. And like, they, 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 they pull out a kind of Ayn Rand, um, in like objectivism from it, you know, this kind of idea of like, this is, you know, going against the grain. That's, and that's basically what the, the, I think, I think arguably is the kind of basic philosophical tenet of the church of Satan. Interesting. Going against the grain, well, being yourself and, and doing what you want. So it's kind of like um, Britney Spears' song, Stronger, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. You know? I think there's a lot we can all pull from that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of like, it's like they look to Satan as this person who went against the old, like, because it's sort of like, it's, it's some of the, like, the, the kind of. It's punk rock. Fuck the establishment. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Precisely. It's exactly that. It's like, that. there's a kind of cringe you feel when you look at you know, Satanism, like, and it's meant to, it, it's meant to provoke that, or it's meant to, it's meant to induce that kind of response. Like you're supposed to kind of pull back from it. Cause it's, I think it's, you're supposed to be repelled by it. Or if you are, you know, in their minds, like if you are so thoroughly indoctrinated in Western culture, even if you're not religious, like you still are kind of Christian culturally. Right. Like, so when you see um, satanic, uh, imagery and iconography like you kind of have this like icky feeling and it and it and it repels you and they lean into it because it's like well we don't want to go along with everything because they're 
And that's why they use Satan as their kind of ultimate role model. Cause like, cause he didn't, in the, in the grand scheme of things, he didn't, he rebelled against the almighty. Exactly. We the get it. Kahuna. You love Satan. God. <laughs> it's the ultimate fuck the establishment. Yeah. That's what it boils it, down sure. to. Yeah. And that's kind of what Satan is sort of the patron of our, uh, in, their, in their view. Like they've made this kind of yeah. case for Satan being this kind of patron deity of, of, uh, fuck you. It's a little star Wars to it too, because, um, People always think, um, oh, oh, if I was, if Star Wars was, you know, a, a world I was living in, I'd be a rebel. I'd be part of the Rebel Alliance. But everybody's always like, well, fucking Vader's pretty cool, though. Yeah. You know, kind of hard to argue with that. Well, arguably, the Church of Satan, like probably a member of the Church of Satan, would be like the rebels have more in common with us than the than the em- Empire does. Because they would tell you the Empire is like is like monoculture, and the thing that now seeks hang to, on, mono yeah. means one, so that's one culture. Okay, keep going. so like the the, they would say in that sense like we are the rebels like and um we're the ones who are doing the right thing by going against this this uh uh this overbearing crushing culture that wants to capture and mold your soul that's what they say except most people are getting their paychecks from like big corporations so they are on the dark side you know there are many people well, who are yeah the rebels. but they would say they're not the dark side they would say they like, don't know they're on the dark side. they don't know it yeah well yeah if this episode ends in anything short of us forming our own fight club i don't know what we're gonna do we should do it i want to get a black eye <laughs> no i'm against head trauma religiously against head trauma really <laughs> yeah i don't like getting hit in the head i got hit in the head a bunch i used to box when i was young oh okay fucked up i'm completely Jack is fucked australian up. so <laughs> oh, okay. sometimes his opponents were animals <laughs> there was this one time i fought a kangaroo yeah <laughs> he had his dog in his headlock though <laughs> well uh, i'll tell you what um i have a rare fact for this episode facts are few and far between on this guy because as we're going to cover too he's kind of full of shit this yeah. dude, Anton LaVey. Uh-huh. Hey, man, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but on uh, April 11th, 1930, a baby boy is born in Chicago, Illinois. His parents will encourage his musical pursuits as he played many instruments. Eventually, like any normal person, he runs off and joins the circus. I'm not kidding. Bullshit. <laughs> he runs off and joins the circus. Anton will work carnivals and circuses for some time. He'll work a, a job at what is known as a roustabout. For the carnival, and he's a musician for these uh, big three tent shows that they're putting on. Uh, during this time, he said he would often notice that many of the men who would attend the explicit late night shows, probably usually featuring a, perhaps a, a, a an adult lady removing some articles of clothing, perhaps doing some sort of a lewd act on stage, a lot of those same guys that would be there for the late night show on a Saturday would be front row singing as high as they can in the old old school Christian revival. Sunday morning in the very same tent at the same circus. So, I mean, that's your whole weekend right there in one. I mean, imagine if imagine mm-hmm. if the only airport out of Las Vegas was in a Catholic church. That's kind of the, the recurring people that <laughs> Anton LaVey says he's seeing during this time frame. All right. But uh, like all great – and by the way, this gives him his idea that he wants to challenge the idea of modern religion because he thinks that, oh, well, look at these people. that They don't actually believe anything they're saying. Um, these people are total hypocrites. We should have a religion where you can actually be yourself and be true to who you are without having to feel this uh, hypocrisy. Um, weird thing about Anton LaVey, though, is we're going to find more and more. There's no proof LaVey ever actually worked for the circus. No one can <laughs> prove anything about this guy's life. Yeah. He's just a good storyteller. 
So this guy's like a more successful Manson if he didn't kill anybody. He's got that going for him. Yeah. I mean, none of his songs got listened to by the Beach Boys. But uh, I mean, that's true. But at the same time, this dude at least released, I think the discography had one, two, three, four, five albums. Five albums of Anton LaVey. There's five records. I'm telling you. And we, we were joking about it earlier. He would have a podcast nowadays if he was still alive. Oh, for sure. 110%. Yeah, a, and I would subscribe. That's a, I would subscribe a, for like sure. like a radio host, no? <clears throat> it's uh, my Patreon. Join for $6.66. Killing it. Oh, my God. I really want to hope that that's true. LeVay is known, by the way, for some of these over-the-top lies. But while working, this is my favorite lie that I've heard him tell. And Kahuna brought up an article, which, of course, it's a uh, you can't print it if it's not true. But of course, that was a tabloid magazine article that he pulled up oh, while yeah. working as a keyboard uh, keyboard player in California. Anton Lavey claims to have been hooking up with at the time an unknown dance girl, so just a girl in a little you know dancer's outfit. Yep, right there. <clears throat> the uh, the the journal uh, the journalistic integrity laden article here um, that uh, <laughs> Kahuna just pulled up. The title of the article is, Was Sex Goddess Satan's Slave? Right? And uh, there's a couple of them here, but there's – in this article, they make accusations as LeVay has hinted – I think he said in several publications that at the time, he was hooking up with a dance hall girl who went on to become Marilyn Monroe. Mm. Yeah. America's that, sweetheart. Yeah. The first white girl into witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, it was probably those chicks they burned at Salem, but I mean, who's keeping track, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, – Levey's pretty interesting guy. Those challenge uh, most of those things, by the way, that he says have been either debunked or widely challenged. People kind of just roll their eyes when they hear him talk about it. You know, it's like hearing a comic talk so about how, how he used to kill. Viewed, yeah. How is he currently viewed? <laughs> I know we're looking at him lampooning, but like in in and anyone else who's in who knows about this dude, like how is he perceived? If I remember correct, and this is entirely off the top of my head, um, there was a girl that I worked with uh, at a camp um, in the summer. And uh, she was a really cool chick. She'd kind of grown up in like a hippie household or whatever. And she was telling me that the best book she ever read was Marilyn Manson's biography. And that the best chapter of the biography is when Marilyn Manson gets invited to Anton LaVey's house. And that uh, in the book, according to Marilyn Manson, LaVey just appeared to him and then disappeared. Appeared, showed up, was talking to him. And he goes, oh, and boom, and he's just gone. So – Completely back to the showmanship thing Jack's talking about. He, he's the total package. He's a goth dude. That's really what he is, man. Yeah. It's actually, oh, uh, uh, Cahoon's just brought up a picture of it. It's uh, Marilyn Manson and Anton LaVey. Weird that Anton LaVey's been dead since 97, but still looks better than Marilyn Manson right now. <laughs> yeah. A little unsettling here. But uh, LaVey is, a, again, he's a captivating guy. He's a captivating guy. He will marry and impregnate a then 15-year-old girl. Named Carol fucking Baskins. Oh, <laughs> I'm God. kidding. It's Carol Lansing. It's Carol Lansing. I wanted it to be that bitch. <laughs> but Murder uh, her husband. Anyway. But uh, he claims to have used his growing psychological powers. All right. They're on this time frame. Jack was talking about it earlier that there's um to, to be an empath or whatever, that that's a thing. Like, uh, Jack, I'm not putting you on the spot at all here, Jack. So don't talk about anything if you're not comfortable with it. But mm -hmm. there is – I do believe you have some – ideas about whether or not people are, or can be born as empaths and whether they can sense shit, right? Is that fair to say? I think everyone is born uh, with the ability, like as I said earlier, like, like clairvoyance is a natural human capacity. 
And um, I'm not like, maybe there's people who are more sensitive to it. Certainly there's people who practice it. Like I certainly try to practice it and, uh, and try to, you know, enhance that, that, that ability in myself. Um, but, uh, and I think there are certain things that like certain environmental factors that affect how, how well you can perceive the spiritual world. Um, but, uh, so, and th yeah, that's my take on it. Every, everyone like clairvoyance is literally like a natural capacity that human, we, all people we did have. have a trippy one. One time my, uh, my ex thought that she could, uh, read minds and uh, not read minds, but she thought she had like that sense or whatever. And, uh, she went into a place one time in Tampa and she was, uh, overwhelmed by the smell of flowers in the room and there were no flowers, mm -hmm. a bridal shop in Tampa. And, um, she's like, Oh, it, just, it smells so, so strong, like flowers in here, like to the point where she had to go outside and like, she was fanning herself off. And then, uh, the woman came out and goes, this place used to be a funeral home. So that's probably what it was. You're smelling the flowers from when this was a funeral. Cause there's nobody that's quite as good as egging on that shit than other ladies. They, they <laughs> love that stuff. Oh my God, you have a gift. Make yeah. sure you spend it in here. Yeah. No, oh. I'm on their side. She was a keeper. You blew that. Probably did. <laughs> Probably did. She was a keeper. You should have. You messed it up. <laughs> you got to get her back. Uh, like should I? Is this what, is this what <laughs> I've been doing? This entire podcast is just a way to tell her, baby, I've changed. <laughs> I'm working on myself, man. Got any weird experiences with that stuff, Max? Like uh, you know, people who have some sort of an empathic <clears throat> uh, ability or, or. So I've had a lot of weird things happen to me. Uh that I don't talk about too often because I feel like uh, it sounds fake. Uh -huh. But like when my grandfather died, uh, he was in the hospital for a little while. But I remember the day he died, I was in school and uh, I didn't know that he died. But around 1030, I had like this huge panic attack. It was crazy. I had to open up the windows of like the class I was in. And Whoa. it was like in the middle of December and I started like freaking out. And I was like, oh, my God, it's hot in here. I can't breathe. I was having like a huge anxiety attack. And then... uh I had detention that day for, I don't know, fucking showing up to school late. <laughs> but uh, I got a call and it was my stepdad and they said to come home and I came home. I found out my grandfather died. And later on, I asked my mom like, oh, what happened? And she told me it happened around 1030. And that's when I had the panic attack. Jesus. So it felt like that sort of thing. And then uh, when my friend, uh, my good friend Cleveland died, when I went to his wake, my watch stopped working. And then good. after yeah. the funeral, like a day later, the watch was working again because I was still wearing the watch because it looked good with like the suit. <laughs> like I knew it didn't work <laughs> and I knew no one's going to look at the yeah. watch and be like, hey, that watch isn't working, you fucking bum. But it started working like right after when we got to like the serve, like the after party, I guess you would call it, where everyone's eating. The repass. Yeah, the yeah. repass. That's so, what that's called. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> the, um, so I've had a lot of weird shit like that. We had a weird one when uh, I knew when my uncle died because it was about two days after we had buried him in the backyard. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's fucking trippy, man. The, uh, I like that. Um, now, I'll say if you guys had to pick, if you guys, we all know the answer. We all know the answer in the room. But if you guys had to guess what city is this head of the Church of Satan going to kind of take off and where's he going to have his weird black mass house take one wild guess well if we i was going to go there i'd wear flowers in my hair <laughs> yeah. oh yeah what baby happened to predictability <laughs> san francisco baby that, that is dude what a weird thing what a weird oklahoma town. city <laughs> <laughs> looks so, was so right? pretty was i right <laughs> was i right <laughs> 
<laughs> what a weird town San Francisco is, by the way, that it can have uh, – you can win Super Bowl titles left and right. You can be the the start of uh, – not the start of, like the, the – the, I guess the keynote in uh, the whole Haight-Ashbury thing, um, you know, for counterculture. You can have um, weird violent riots. You can have a homeless guy declare himself emperor, lose reception. Uh, you can have Full House being filmed there and also Dirty Harry. These are all things – yeah, Dirty Harry was in San Francisco. Oh my god, wait, it is. Oh yeah. So was Bullet. Was Bullet San Fran? Yeah. No the shit. whole car chase. The Hills, San Francisco. The whole movie scene. No shit. I I only saw Bullet one time. So Kahuna's bringing up his house right now. So um now imagine you got full house next door and then Whatever happened to <laughs> satanic proclivities? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, dude, that would be great if Anton LaVey was one of the uncles. Oh, my un God. Uncle Jesse, Uncle Anton LaVey. <laughs> Anywhere you go. This is our Adult Swim pitch, KP. <laughs> oh, it's Uncle dark. Anton's house. <laughs> well, he's, of course, it's going to be San Francisco. And uh, Anton, he's a little bit of an eccentric about town, which is tough to do when you're in San Francisco. It's tough to stand out as a weirdo in that town. But um, – Around this time frame, he was claiming to use his growing psychological powers to help the San Francisco police solve murders. Mm. There is no evidence that this ever took place. Yeah. <laughs> this guy just fucking lies. He just fucking lies just all the time. It fucking pisses me off. It'd be a good idea for a pilot, though, right? If you're going to write a pilot about oh, yeah. a guy. yeah. What, what if I can solve Young crimes? Anton LaVey solving <laughs> crimes for San Francisco Police Department. Well, he's uh, his. Again, it's it's more personality that's going to drive this stuff home. So you can remember that later. Fair enough. <laughs> things are going to drive this home. Uh, little things like being a paranormal investigator are going to draw some attention to you. When you're a paranormal investigator who drives around San Francisco in a coroner's van, okay? He drove around in a Ghostbuster yeah, car? Yeah, this guy's that, just that was all just every day. Fucking- <laughs> Yeah, it's just all just the kind of he's just playing the hits. It's just like oh, Fake it's some cringe. It. It's yeah. some cringe for it's sure. Just, it's literally just like death. So I'll drive <laughs> in a coroner's van. Darkness. So I shall p- paint my house black. <laughs> Satan. So I shall wear a black cape and put horns on my head. No. <laughs> I want to know how this all started. Where it's like I've been reading a lot of Edgar Allan Poe lately. <laughs> <laughs> See, funny enough, it's like. You're joking about this car that he would drive around. That's actually how I know him. So he, there was a movie in the 70s that was essentially made to cash in on the Jaws fame. It was called The Car. And they wanted to do something that was essentially Jaws. Holy crap. This, yeah, this is real. Jaws okay. on land. This is a real movie that apparently Anton LaVey was a technical advisor because the whole thing of the movie was that the car was the devil reincarnate. And it was killing people left and right, running people over and shit. And literally when you watch the movie, the opening thing in the movie is like an entire paragraph quote from Anton LaVey. So I knew this name from the first time I've seen this movie. That's trippy. And I was just like, this is fucking weird. Because then it's also weird because this movie's a bunch of horse shit. It's awful. But it's great awful. Was it made after Christine? Before. That's what I'm, I was curious about. Because so uh, just so uh, you know, we haven't gotten too deep into Anton LaVey, but the guy's got a bit of a history of uh, taking other people's stories, making them his own. <laughs> Keep going. Plagiarizing a little bit. He's Anton? got that, that definitely comes in. <clears throat> yeah. Why am I not surprised? Well, he does. Um, I'll say this. There are some original shit to him. Like, uh, again, Jack's. Got him dead to rights. He kind of looks like a sphinx cat, right? <laughs> right? Like mi- Mr. Bigglesworth, uh, yeah. Dr. Evil's cat. He's got that look. He so. needs every 
every single tiny hair and that mustache goatee to make things work. He absolutely. I mean, did. if you're going bald, that's the look to commit to. If you so still want to pull, this is so great. Tail. Jack and I talked about this on the car ride over here. Um, it, it's pretty pretty fantastic. Um, his look that he took on, and by the way, this is a guy who was pretty weird, dude. He actually used to hit a. Um, he had a pet leopard, a black leopard mm-hmm. that he used to walk around San Francisco. And the leopard's name was Zoltan. Right? So, uh, yeah, I haven't embellished the anything character. just yet. So, uh, LeVay uh, is a pretty interesting guy here. One of his moves, though, um, I'm not making this up, is uh, he decides at some point, because there's a couple pictures that Kahuna pulled up of him with hair. And he's a different looking guy with hair. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he shortly looks around. Like a struggling novelist. Isn't isn't that crazy that so many people on the show we've covered who are struggling novelists wind up just being like, hey, better start my own religion. That's that's the level of narcissism we're dealing with with those people. But uh, anyway, he he decides he's going to shave his head. So he he starts shaving his head uh, like, you know, razor down to the bone pretty much. You can see, uh, you know, it's all skull from here on out for him. And uh, it's trippy though because the, the look that he takes on he says is to look like medieval executioners of the, you know, back in the day. But uh, Jack and I were talking about this. He kind of ripped this off from a made for TV movie. What? Yeah. Jack, you want to say anything else about it? I don't know. I actually don't know the name of the film, but it was something, it was the, some Don the character played by Don Rickles. Yes. Don Rickles played a satanic cult leader in a made for TV movie. And uh, he adopted this aesthetic based off of that. So the head of the church of the Satan is just re- trying to do Don Rickles. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Warmth. Mr. Warmth. <laughs> Wait, look at you, your baby gorilla. <laughs> but yeah, it gets pretty ridiculous. And Kahuna's fact checking us on this one too. And I have not been disappointed yet with some of the weird shit that he's pulling up. Oh my God. It's just so good. It well, just gets better and better. So LeVay is going to form a group known as the uh, the Order of the Trapezoid. Okay. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm not making this up. Oh my god! Yes, the, I'm uh, sorry. I know that's not particularly funny, but just like, c- like, think of an any name you could, any name. It yeah. sounds a hundred percent better than Keepers of the Trapezoid. What the yeah, fuck was like, it? Order of the Trapezoid. Order of the well, Trapezoid. I'll ask you guys this: If you were to start a cult, oh, though, what would the name of your cult be? Either one of you can go. The Brotherhood of Max. <laughs> um, um, Jack and the W's. <laughs> oh my god oh that's perfect it's uh i know what i would call mine it's uh a shared universe (laughs) where mike and ming take great care of us um so the original name of the group like we said is the order of the trapezoid but uh after realizing that this has the potential to become something bigger in 1966 uh, Anton LaVey is going to declare 1966 to be year one. And that's when yeah. he begins to ritually shave his head uh, to look like a, a medieval executioner on purpose. And the framework for the Church of Satan is now coming into the fold. So, I don't know. He, he's got uh, – The music career wasn't taken off. No other prospects. The books aren't selling. Yeah. Support your local artist, guys. You don't know. You could stop the next Anton LaVey. You could stop Hitler. If he just bought a couple of paintings, we don't it's know. Very, he, it's I very – Go no, no, you go, Maggie, no go. it's very comparable to Charles Manson, whose uh, music career was not working out. And then suddenly, next thing you know, he's like, we're just going to kill a bunch of people. It's very comparable. 
But now here's the thing though. You're making we're, we're making jokes about this dude. He didn't actually kill anybody. No, no, no. He's just, of he's course just not. A but it's a cringy weirdo. The comparison is he's saying, "Oh, well, I'm not gonna uh, do whatever else I want to do. So I'm Fuck gonna start a cult." Exactly. Yeah. yeah totally. That's no, ultimately there. what it boils down to. Although I'm sure some of his followers probably killed somebody at some point. As a couple of my, uh, and I do like to keep <gasps> some chaotic people around me, but. Um, Thanks I, for having me. <laughs> You're not the for the friend in question uh, on this one. I can't say his name because he's um, he currently has a position in the United States military. Let's just say that he's a fan of Charles Manson. Oh, jeez. And it's very quick to point out to me on the regular. You know, Charles never actually killed anyone, right? <laughs> <laughs> it but is true. It is true. It checks out. But this uh, framework for the Church of Satan thing. Now, this is when he goes. Is it fair to say, Jack? This is when he goes full on into the gimmick. Well. It's yes, I would say that he definitely kind of, you know, he started appearing on TV and he would start, you know, like he he put on the costume and 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 it was all this is all just kind of just like that this is he's in some way of the same species as Dan Bilzerian. <laughs> I was like, gonna go more dolomite, but it works. Yeah, like I kind of feel like it's it's all just gaudy and just like it's all just like like there's naked woman and and just like the, you know just appalling ritual activity. I love this picture yeah. that he has right here, um, where it was uh, it, it look, he's popping out of like a, a almost like a Batman uh, hidden bookcase thing. Da na 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 Satan. Exactly, and he's Satan. got the fuck those that stupid those stupid horns. Like it's literally all just like for just, sure. I'm just so. I'm I'm I practice magic. I'm, yeah, I'm saying <gasps> it looks like that should be sold at Hot Topic. It's yeah. a hoodie yes. with horns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a, it is a not Don Rickles Ernest Borgnine. It is a Ernest Borgnine. Was it really? Yeah. No shit. <clears throat> you know, he said his secret to living a, a long full life was jerking off every day. <laughs> Is that what he said? Just so you know, yeah, yeah. He, he said, said it that. on like that's not said, true, by the way. That's not it, true. He said it on like a like Good Morning America or something. Find that's on not true. Back you actually you, should just do that. <laughs> no fat. You got to get on no fat. Yeah. No fat. That's wild. Okay, so I can see it now too. That is Ernest Borgnine. That's the the Devil's Reign or whatever. And um, clearly, everything about it, even like the uh, the, the imagery, that the cloak, all that stuff. This is all definitely there. Kuhn mm. is saving this picture. I don't know why I'm terrified. Are you setting it as the background for when Ming comes in to do edits? And Absolutely. Just Ernest Borgnine, the devil, is staring you in the face. That's very good. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's close, man. That That's very close to what this guy winds up looking like. And he's going full on into the gimmick now, like we were just talking about. Yeah. Um, the interview things, I didn't know about that one, but it does not shock me. No. There's There's video of him performing a satanic uh, wedding, actually. And the bride at the wedding was actually like a New York socialite. So imagine like um, Paris Hilton getting satanically married to somebody. And, uh, you know, it's, it's live on, you know, uh, some sort of a stream on Instagram or something like that. But it's some goofy stuff here, man. He's living the gimmick. He, it, it's crazy, too, because there's so much. that You wonder who influenced who. Judas Priest breaking the law. Rob Halford. There, there's so much taken from the two of these guys. You, If you showed me one of them and said that they were, um, you know, who came first, I don't know if I could give you a good answer. And again, every time Kahuna pulls up a picture of this guy as much of a, first of all, this guy's a goofy dude. He's kind of an ugly guy, does not have a good looking face. He's got a decent shaped head for rocking a shaved head. Dresses like a total fucking clown. And uh, unfortunately, uh, because he's so over the top with his personality, hot chicks 
all the time. Hot chicks. He's got a head like Pennywise, people. It's <laughs> yeah. He reminds me a lot of Gigi Allen. Like when I look Ooh, at him, I see okay. Gigi Allen. That's a uh, yeah. Your, know, your kids a, already love me. <laughs> I get a Paul. I get a Paul Rubens if Pee Wee kind of went to Satanism. <laughs> Well, yeah. they both had some it's, feelings about jerking off. That's what? A- <laughs> you know what? I don't even want to fucking know. I don't. Oh, he jacked off in a theater, Kahuna. Oh, sorry. that I did. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to ruin that Whoops. for you. But again, all this starts off just the order of the trapezoid, and now he's got some crazy stuff going on here. Um, he gets a pretty great nickname, though. Jack, what did uh, you know the nickname? I don't, he had a few different nicknames, like the Black Pope. That's the best one. The evilest man in the world. I think he was dubbed at least once. Because prior um, to that, they used to call um, Aleister Crowley was the most wicked man in the world. Yeah. Who ties back into our uh, Jack, uh, Jack Saint, Parsons episode. The Saint mm. Paul of Satanism. I yep. think Same. that one might be my favorite. Now, is that Saint Paul from the Bible or uh, Minnesota? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's a lovely, charming town outside of Minneapolis. Um. Yeah. Oh my god. That's uh yeah, there's some interesting um what was I saying? I I got distracted. I saw my birthday on the screen, so I, you know, I'm actually also egotistical like this guy. Uh-huh. So whenever I see my uh anything related to me. Um yeah, this guy is uh uh prob- almost certainly a psychopath. A narcissistic sociopath, at least. He's certainly a narcissist. For yeah, sure. he could yeah. be a lead singer. Yeah. I, I'd say he has. Yeah, that. and and I've met narcissistic like sociopaths. I'm related to more than a few. Oh, we've um, covered. We we all do comedy too. We've yeah, met, <laughs> we've met our fair share. But um, I yeah, it's like uh, this guy completely reinvented his history and just told all these these arbitrary lies, like and. You know, and it worked. You know, he he got what he wanted. You know, and he's had a he had a better life than a lot of other uh a lot of other cult leaders. Like a lot of these people end up kind of bad. Like they end up getting like because I was talking to you on the way over here about how like sometimes there are instances where people who are the head of certain movements they are in they are genuinely possessed and arguably i would say Anton. i like this point from earlier yeah yeah, i think he was actually possessed i think he was actually being ridden by some kind of spiritual agency that wanted to make wanted to have an effect on culture for all we know maybe it was satan himself right Ah. like i i like the spirit world is so vast like the spirit world in my mind is literally like synonymous with the imagination we got him another drink deep so yeah i'm gonna do it now you ready max yes You talked to me about angels earlier. I mentioned angels? Yes. Oh, yeah. The Enochia. Yeah. So this is some one of Anton LaVey's, I think this is very stupid of Anton LaVey, is like in one of his magic books, I forget which one, maybe it was a Satanic a Bible. Magic book? He, had a, he wrote a few books, but like the book uh, that he magic actually gathering. put. Gathering. Yeah. I, I, he did, I did mention like he, I did mention like he, it's uncertain. It's unclear to me whether or not he actually believed in magic. Like it, it seems it might not. It, sure he did in a young well, girl's heart. It's <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure, but <laughs> I mean, seriously speaking, it's unclear to me whether or not like the Church of Satan is is uh, actually practices magic. Like they, as I said, like it just seems to be just like ritualized atheism. Like it's like just, you know, psychodrama. Um, but uh, one thing he did was he adapted the Enochian keys and the Anakian key, uh, there's these two very, um, th- this is going back to like the Victorian era, but uh, 
um, you had Dean Kelly who did these um, invocations of the Enochian angels, and they had um, it's too it's it's beyond the scope of this podcast. But like, I don't mean that as I didn't mean to I didn't mean to say it like that. It's no, too man, smart for this. Man, I ain't trying to be like that, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to be like that. I I don't know what's happening either, folks. <laughs> I just can't stop thinking about how good of a band name Ernest Borgnine's eyebrows would be, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Be like a good punk band. I'd play oh, bass for that band. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. I'd play bass. It'd be great. Dude, yeah. you could pop a wheelie on those bad boys. Look at them. Those are some. <laughs> they're righteous. But he's got to be Scottish, best right? He's uh, escape from New York. Borgnine? I'm going to assume. Scottish, I'm right? For he sure. has to be. Because I got some eyebrows like that sometimes. <laughs> but he adapted Scottish. this, the Anakian keys. And this, it's then, this is the thing I wanted to know because he, you're talking to me about this in the car. So this Anakian keys thing. So he's he's playing fast and loose with legit magic at this point. Yeah, like like Dean Kelly did not have very good life outcomes. Like um the like and 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 they mess with these like really serious angels, the Anakian angels, and um and and they give me the fear. Like, I'm not necessarily going to... I don't know if I'll ever mess with the Anakian keys. But he just basically sataned up the Anakian keys to just fit his little religion. Like, that to me shows... That's, I think, a a, a check in the box of he didn't believe in magic. Because if he's just, as you say, barring... If he's just playing fast and loose with just with really serious magic, it to me shows that he does he didn't really take it seriously. You know, just 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 taking something like a, a working, comprehensible, like Theory. consistent system of magic that actually produces real results and produces super uh, powerful entities, um, and just basically just satan it up, just just for aesthetic purposes. Like that to me is sort of um, yeah. He didn't. I don't think he was really taking it seriously. That's the name of my hip hop group. Satan it up. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, you know we Satan it up in here. <laughs> <laughs> the um I'll say this too, because it's almost a little bit like uh like the bad guys in Indiana Jones all the time. Mm-hmm. Where they're looking for um the the fortune and glory aspect of something, or like, oh, here's how we get power on this earth. But they don't understand that they're messing with something way, way bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. So Anton Levate, a little bit of um Okay, so he's playing fast and loose, like we said. He's also uh, – he's definitely finding the money. Max is right about that part, that he's finding the money. Um, Satan Speaks was one of his books. Oh, my God. Can, can you pull up his um, – or the, the titles of his books yeah, again? Yeah, we go. The Satanic Bible, um, The Satanic Rules. Um, let's see. The Satanic Rituals. I'm sorry. The Satanic Witch. I, I feel uh, like this guy's really into Satan. <laughs> the Devil's Notebook. Satan's Guide on How to Lose Weight Around the Holidays. <laughs> Letters from the Devil, 2010. Satan's Soup for the Soul. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the guy, I'll, I'll use this term, by the way, uh, Michael Kay, the great uh, New York Yankees uh, play-by-play announcer came up. He's He used this term to describe uh, Aaron Rodgers the other day. This dude is just such a nozzle. All right. <laughs> I think that's the perfect thing to say about Anton LaVey. A um, little bit of a wild dude like we talked about. Oddly enough, though, for a guy who lives in the Black House and is considered one of the most wicked men on planet Earth in the heart of San Francisco, um, he hates rock music. 
Do you guys know that? Yeah, no, I read that. He hated rock music, even if it had satanic lyrics in it, where they're like taking his own stuff and reading it back to me. He goes, oh, I just don't care for this. It's too loud. More of a Zappa guy myself. Mm. Do you think he's a big fan of the band? That's Garth <laughs> Hudson? Because he, he was a good organ player. It's Garth Hudson rules. That's <laughs> cool to hear what some music by this dude sounds like. Although I'm kind of afraid. No, I don't think there's nothing freaky. there. There's Everything nothing, is freaky. There's nothing there. There's nothing it, magic. Like Anton LaFay. I'm not well, afraid of him. I'm not afraid of what it can conjure. I'm afraid of how bad it oh, is. Oh, okay. Do you happen to have a, a Ouija board here? Ooh, that'd be kind of fun. I think I kind of want to get one. Nah, dude, are, those are real. I'm and those can one. actually be dangerous. Uh, because I want to get one. The way Ouija works, as far as I'm concerned, um, or I should say, in my opinion, like, so Ouija, like, the, like they actually did this thing, study where they, like, I guess people, like, they put, like, uh, elect, like sensors on people's hands while they were using a Ouija board. And um, they found that everyone involved was actually exercising muscular control over the board. So, like, like over the, whatever you call it, the piece. The little on dial. The, <laughs> yeah. And so they kind of viewed that as proof that there was nothing there. There was no external spiritual force making uh, them move. There was no external force moving the dial. It was all their, uh, the, 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 just them, them using their motor functions it, yeah. on it. But um, the thing is, is that doesn't disprove it in my mind. Because what's, what's going on with Ouija board is that you're actually inviting a spirit to come and possess every, every, your body. So that um, like it's actually in your body controlling you to make that to to, to move the dial to convey yeah. the message. Well, so you're actually inviting a spirit into your body, and that's why Ouija is so can be so dangerous. Yeah, I'd like to get one because I just I feel lonely all the time. Yeah. I'd like to have <laughs> someone there in my apartment. I just feel so sad. Let me tell you about my bed. Ouija, Ouija is that you get like so many like spirits will come at when you call like like there's but this as I mentioned earlier in this podcast the spirit world is really vast, so you can get all kinds of spirits and a lot of them are just like like you know like a lot of people are really shit and uh, so a lot of and spirits are people so a lot of them are sh are shit shitty shitty people and they will come and you know you you'll you'll you know there's like all that that the trope of the, of kids trying to like summon the spirit of Jimi Hendrix and it's like they the three kids at a Ouija board and the 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 the, this they'll get a message that says I'm totally Jimi Hendrix <laughs> yeah. and you you have to kill your father like <laughs> that's uh, what Bobby Bacala's <laughs> kids were doing on the Sopranos yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this so I just pulled up this picture again of Ernest Borgnine and Anton LaVey during the filming of whatever fucking movie this is by the Church of Satan's official Twitter page. But then when you scroll down, you also get Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> so I'm just like... It's the same thing. It's, it's just goth. It's like the, Edward Scissorhands is a goth chick. And that's essentially what Anton LaVey... Can yeah. I just say for the record, Anton LaVey is a hot goth chick. That's all he, that's all he is. For sure. And if you scroll back up all the way to that mm. top photo He's of Andy uh, Ernest Borgnine. That's all he is. <laughs> it's, both of his, it's both of his fists proving my point earlier that said he jacked off a lot. Uh. <laughs> Just so you know. I'm telling you guys, you got to stop jacking off. It's not good for you. It's, oh. it's really bad. Sunquist family, do not listen to this episode. Oh, I, yeah, I think they bailed a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that not supposed to be no. talking about this? No, no, we, it's we okay. Tease, man. We Ernest, tease. listen, it's the fountain of youth. The fountain, <laughs> the fountain just happens to spout out of the human body. Oh, man. 
Not bad for a guy who founded the Order of the Trapezoid. Um, <laughs> yeah. I will say this, though. It cracks me up that, uh, well, first of all, he does not like rock music. He disdains drug use. He wasn't big on drug use. Um, pretty conservative dude in his regular everyday life. And then there's a picture of him doing the. Um, <laughs> he was a Bush Republican. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just I, I enjoy. I would exercise. argue he probably would be a yeah, Republican because sure. he was into like I, like he really was impacted by Ayn Rand, who was um just like more of a libertarian. Like, yeah, but oh, he's got some individual things going on. where he's going to clash with um what would be considered like modern right wing politics is going to be the whole religion thing. That's why it is still so funny whenever they build like a, a temple to Satan in like Detroit or something like that, and it's always. Again, it's a bunch of just like goth people going there to take pictures in front of it and stuff, but it's usually a, a cast of characters. Um, but uh, this one's pretty interesting. So we're making this argument that he's actually a pretty tame guy in his everyday life. Um, three major women throughout his life and stuff like that. Definitely. Again, the idea of the way that this album, I'm not album, but the way that the, the book cover of Satan Speaks looks, it does look like it's a self help guide, you know, to, to overcome whatever, you know, trauma from your youth you had. <laughs> but the guy dresses like a total knob. Um, it, it just does, right? Satan speaks, Satan. and you can too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a children's book on how to on the alphabet. Wouldn't it be great if he didn't have a good voice? Like I kind of want to be like, this "Hi, is, this is Anton Levey." Hi, and this is today Anton. we're going to talk about his voice. Is not that great. I listen to him. It's not like you, you, you as we see these pictures of him just looking. So you, you he imagine him speaking in a baritone. I am Anton like, Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. but he's not. He's actually. Me? He's just like a fucking regular dude. He's just a fucking dude with just like it's just literally just a white person talking. Are you guys self conscious about your voices? Sorry to like go off track here. It's <clears throat> off topic, but are no, you self conscious about your voice? I never had a problem <laughs> with it, and then um, through this podcast, I've had more and more people tell me how uh, uh, I think the term was uh, dulcet tones. I have a lot of people that listen. You to have a show. great voice. Yeah, apparently I do. That's what you we do. found out. <laughs> no, I kind of find that like, like I used to live in Australia for a long time, and so like when I came back to the United States, I had this like kind of like Australian. Could barely tell. Yeah. <laughs> um. But then um. And then I would attract a lot of women for that. Like frankly, I got a lot of play because of this Australian accent. It was absurd. It was crazy how much play I got. Um, but, accent fuckers. Yeah, but then I kind yeah. of decided, you know what? I'm going to drop the accent. I'm, I was born in the United States. I'm just going to be an American, and it just all went away. Yeah. So I've had to some. Sometimes I fake it. So you're saying I should use an Australian accent if you wish to commit the crime of rape by deception? Jesus. Like, yes. <laughs> I believe, yeah, rape by omission. He said uh, deception, a omission. lie of omission. This is good. This is important. Legally, we need to protect you right now, Jack. Yeah. Rape yeah. By deception. <laughs> so rape you, by you don't like your voice is what you're telling me. No, because like I had a girl last night on Bumble that I matched with and she sent me like this real sultry seductive message and she was like I you know like I've seen you before you look so familiar you were in my dreams you know all this stuff tell me if this worked and then I just had to reply I had to like figure out something to say and the whole time I was trying to say something like seductive I was like my fucking voice sucks <laughs> like I would not be turned on by my voice I don't have a sexy man voice. It's not a bad voice either, though. I have Remember a nice uh, head of hair, but that's about it. Sure do, buddy. For Which you always who, compliment. Any any single ladies out there listening to this show, please. Please, know. I'm lonely. Fall in love with There's me. a couple of things. All right, Jack can go back to full Australian if you need him to. Mm -hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> 
Also, Max does have an excellent head of hair. All right, a wonderful dog back at the house, and a he, big dick. It's, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. This is He's okay. got a sexy. If you got a big going. dick, it's most of your body mass. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a good. It's a good uh, piece. We let Jack drink. This is like the gremlins at night. <laughs> I'm a bit drunk too. I didn't think. I didn't think I'd be talking about cock size on American Loser, but I got. A, I got a good piece. Yeah. You know what it is? It's the power of Satan coming over this show. That's what it is. <laughs> I'll I'll say this. I do want to um, hit one other wild note here on the way out, though, is that um, for all of the conservative things that he was doing, or maybe he wasn't really living, you know, uh, the the demonic life or whatever that he seemed to possess. Uh, and by the way, Kuna did pull up a video earlier of him playing the organ. And it does look like, you know, that, that thing of when the cat's playing happy birthday to you on the keyboard, <laughs> that that's what it looks like. But uh, anyway, hilariously enough, uh, he does have... Um, there could be an argument made that LeVay and Joel Osteen aren't that different in terms of human beings uh, because they both went, you know, they went for the money. It's the power of uh, the imagery and stuff like that and the words and the charm and the charisma. Aside from the part where LeVay has a daughter he legit named – you've never come up with a name like this ever in your life. You're a creative guy. Someday you're going to get married. You got a little bit of hippie thing going on. You're going to name your kid Apple or something like that, right? Um, and Joe. <laughs> Satan Xerxes LeVay. <laughs> That well, is, you, you no. know, she changed. I think that is the daughter right there, the one that you just had. Wait, which one? Uh, he had a couple of daughters, but um, one of them was originally named uh, Satan Xerxes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Satan Xerxes. Karnacki. Karnacki. <laughs> you know, uh, this is a true story. My dad uh, was a bit of a, I mean, you've met my dad. He's a bit of a fucking maniac. He's a, He's a character. He's a, a Vietnam veteran. He wanted to name me Lucifer Harley. Before I was born, my mom had like a fucking panic attack. She almost miscarried with me because pretty happy your mom intervened on that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. It would have been terrible. Kahuna, I think knows this story, but uh, it, it's a hundred percent true. My father will verify this next time he's in the studio. I was almost Tyrone Earl. Yeah, I know. Oh, that yeah, I, had, cool. I had a panic attack over this. I was like, "You got to be fucking mm -hmm. kidding me!" Because oh, Tyrone, the Earl of Tyrone in uh, Ireland, was a pretty prestigious guy. And uh, well, so I was going to name my firstborn child Debrickashaw Ferguson Antonucci, <laughs> but that's just because I'm a huge Jet fan. Uh, I don't I was, know. I was thinking to name my kid Ernest Borgnine. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> well, you can't have Middle Satan, uh, Satan Xerxes, <laughs> Lucifer Xerxes, rather. But uh, we got to wrap this bad boy up, man. You guys were uh, as wild and fun as I knew it was going to be. If you're a traditional fan of this show, we went off the rails today, and it was fun. LP wasn't here. He will be back in studio next week, though. All right. Uh, if you want to continue to support the show, our regular stuff that we have going on, also the entire back catalog over on Patreon is available for as little as $3 a month. Go ahead and join that bad boy, will you? All right. We really appreciate you. We got some new people over there on the uh, the Patreon. We all, we didn't lose anybody, actually. Uh, that'll change this episode, but we'll get one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it all out as we go, man. Uh, Max, this episode's coming out later tonight. Anything you want to pl uh, promote, plug, anything like that? Uh, follow me on Instagram at Max Antonucci uh, and catch me at New York Comedy Club. Hell yeah, buddy. And uh, good old Jackson Steiger, what do we got? Well, I, I'm actually doing a show um, on this Friday, which I get uh, December uh, 10th at the Beach House Brewery. I'm playing. Hey. I'm playing a character. I'm doing um, the uh, uh, Joey B and Angela Gingerelli's Christmas show, and I'm doing a, a, my uh, uh, a character called Relapse Santa. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. you guys get a kick out of Jack the way I get a kick out of Jack, go see him live at Beach House Brewery in Belmar. Yeah. It's a good venue too. Good people down there. Borzada's good people. Angelo's good people. Mm -hmm. Angelo would have been here today, but uh, he wanted to keep his day job, so he decided to stay away from us. <laughs> mm. um, anything else, fellas? Or 
I'm going to do my plugs and we'll get the hell out of here. I know. We people love want, you, KP. If people want <laughs> magic man. done for them, hit me up because I'm actually trying to make a career out of it. Like, I'm actually, I'm, I'm a pretty, I'm getting to be a pretty competent astrologer. I can do, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Just let people, if anybody listening to this, like you mentioned, if I'm a fan favorite, like, I don't know if people are interested in having magic done for them. Like, if you want, like, you know, you, your ex to fall back in love with you or. Yeah, can you, you tell want, me that one? I can <laughs> no, help I'm you with kidding. that. I'm just kidding. I don't want to. Um, no, you're not sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm positive. That's what you're just saying on the podcast. Podcast, but yeah, when I'm I get positive. the when the when the mics turn off, you gonna be simping over your ex. Like I know you. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, hey man, simping ain't easy. All right. <laughs> no, it ain't. It's excruciating. Oh um, my god. Uh, somewhere in Brooklyn. But yeah, Irish if anybody wants me to do it, like honestly, I'm I'm doing it for free for now. But I'm actually ex- thinking about like doing something like on Patreon or something like like astrology or like you know helping you come to terms with your ancestors or something or or being a sitter for for your high dose psychedelic trip like ah. yeah like anything like that I, i'm i'm there for that kind of put now my interests video. are peaked yeah okay <laughs> and soon your senses will be too um <laughs> i'll tell you guys what i got a couple of things coming up on here the big ones on the road i'm excited about i got uh january 6th 7th 8th and 9th um, I will be raiding the Capitol building. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'll be at the Creek in the Cave in Austin, Texas with my good buddy, Mike Cannon. We're going to be out there for that entire time. Uh, please come out and support that thing. That's great. Uh, I want to support that club too. They just moved literally all, halfway around the country. You want to make sure that, that shit works over there. And then also President's Day weekend. So that is the 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, and 21st of February. I'll be in Side Splitters in Tampa with uh, my good friend, Lynn Coplitz. And I think that Monday... Jacksonville peeps, I'm going to try to sneak up to Jacksonville on President's Day, and we're going to honor the president, my favorite president, Warren G. Harding, uh, with a performance over at Rain Dogs in Jacksonville. So that's going to be my, uh, those are my big upcoming ones right there. I'll continue updates this week. Oh, we'll figure it all out. I don't know what's happening. But check us out over on uh, the Patreon. If you guys like, subscribe to the show if you enjoy this one. This was a weird one. But I'm happy we did it, man. Thank you so much to my guest, Max Antonucci. Thank you. All right. A good old Jack Steiger back in action, baby. Thank the you. Kahuna behind the ones and twos. Kahuna, I'm going to put you on the – I'm going to put the pressure on right now. Go for it. So this episode is being recorded on a Wednesday. Yes. And don't worry, Mike Harrington. All right? Harrington asked me, he goes, where the fuck is the show? <laughs> Harrington, it's coming. All right? Um, Kahuna, I think by this weekend – is that by fair? By this weekend. By this weekend, we will have uh, – all of my stuff will be sent over, directed by Christian Atrell Cordez. Uh, Escape from Jacksonville. All those materials will be sent over to the good people at the Laugh Button, also known as 800 Pound Gorilla Records. And uh, we're going to have a fucking album out, folks. All right. So I'm hoping to have that out before Christmas. Uh, I love you, jerks. Fucking thank you for being here. That was Anton LaVey, American Loser. An American Loser the day I was born. An American Loser the day I was born. An American Loser. Loser the day I was born